tonight, we're going to do a little bit of a throwback, but not really, okay? Tonight, I'm going to preach out of the book of Deuteronomy, which is finishing up Moses' section of Scripture, right? You guys remember, Pastor Brett just preached a whole series, The Way Out, about um, Moses leading Israel out of exile in, um, or out of slavery from Egypt, right? You guys remember that? And then Pastor Brett skipped this little part, and he went straight to Joshua. Do you guys remember the Joshua series? He did like one week on in uh, the Canada event series. Sweet. So I used that background for my scriptures. Don't put it up, Jake, please. It's going to be embarrassing. I used that same scripture or that same background, different scripture, and it's not part of the series. So if you guys are taking notes, this, this message is going to be called Choose Life. Choose Life. <laughs> so good. So, little background before I get going. I'm going to read a section of scripture in the end of Deuteronomy and what's happening in this scripture. What's going to happen is this is taking place right when Moses is about to die. Kind of crazy. The homie knows when he's going to die, which is wild. But he, right when he is about to die and he's about to pass over leadership of Israel to Joshua. Okay? You guys following? So, this is right after where Pastor Brett left off. And then it's going to fill the space to when he started again with Joshua. So what happens is Moses gives this big speech in the end of Deuteronomy where he renews the covenant that Yahweh made with Israel, all right? What is this covenant? He, he gave them the Ten Commandments, and then there's a whole book called Leviticus, which is the laws of the priests and all these special laws, right? So this covenant was made, and in the Old Testament, the covenant was to bring Israel, God's chosen people, out of Egypt and into where? The promised land, right? So that's the whole purpose of this. And right here, Moses is about to die, and he gives one last speech where he's like, listen, I told you guys, the choice is yours now, right? The choice is yours. So Jake, if you want to throw up our key text tonight, we're going to read Deuteronomy 30, 15 through 20. If you have your Bible. If not, it's up on the screen. Let's go. All right. See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, walk in obedience to him, and keep his commands, decrees, and laws. Then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you are not obedient, and if you are drawn away and bow down to other gods and worship them, I declare to you that this day you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. This day I call the heavens and the earth as witness against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice, and hold fast to him. For the Lord is your life, and he will give you many years in the land he swore to give to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You guys remember Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob from the last series too? Now you guys are all caught up. This is right when that's happening, right? So what does this mean? This is this whole scripture about blessings and curses and all this crazy stuff. What does that mean to us, right? Because we don't have, like, we don't have to live by some sacrificial system anymore. So why, why is this important to us, right? We no longer have to follow all these crazy laws and sacrifice animals and put animal blood and burn it to 
please God and get forgiveness of our sins, right? He gave us Jesus. So, so why is this important? It's important because we still have a choice to make. The circumstance is just different. When Moses is speaking here, he is not fully talking about physical life. He talks about life and death, and he talks about blessings and curses, right? But what he's primarily talking about is spiritual life. There's spiritual death and there's spiritual life. While we do not need to physically follow Levitical law or all these crazy things anymore, we still need to follow these sort of spiritual laws or spiritual disciplines that are found in in Scripture. In order to be a successful follower of Christ, we have to have some sort of rule. So again, why is this important, right? Why does this scripture have any relevance to what we're learning? It's important because we make choices in our everyday lives that will either lead to spiritual prosperity or spiritual destruction. Will I read my Bible today or will I go play video games for 13 and a half hours? I say that because I've done that. <laughs> There's times when I was younger, dog, I was wild in. I would play video games for no joke. One time I stayed, I got on at like 8 p.m. And then I looked at the window and the sun was out. I'm just being honest. I, like, that took all my time, right? Will I pray today? Will I spend time with, with God? Will I have my quiet time? Or am I going to go just hang out with my friends? We all have these choices that we make that have spiritual implications, right? These decisions may seem trivial and small in day-to-day life, like, oh, it's just five minutes. I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'll, I'll do it in the morning. But then you wake up in the morning and you're like, nah, <laughs> right? We've all been there. But how many of us know that s- small decisions like that eventually turn into big decisions? And once you build a habit, it's really hard to change that habit. Once you get something going, it's really hard to change it because, like for me, I used to have a habit of going to bed way too late. I would go to bed way too late, but then I'd have to wake up early, right? We all know that. We're all in school or have jobs, the leaders in here, some students too. You, but you go to bed at 2 in the morning and have to wake up at 7, <laughs> things don't go very well for you. You are extremely tired the next day, right? You're running on empty. But once you realize that, and that habit's been been made, it's really hard to change it because your body is just not tired (laughs) until two in the morning because your body's been trained to stay up that late, right? So the concept of having these choices impacts everything. It works in all different scenarios, not just our physical lives. Our choices impact how we perform in any given scenario. Spiritual lives are included in this. Physical choices have a spiritual impact almost every single time. Every choice we will make in our physical lives has some sort of spiritual implication. There are two sides to the coin. Physical choices often have spiritual consequences, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. For example, many of you have heard the story that I'm ashamed of, but it's kind of funny, where I body slammed my brother. All right? So for those of you who are new in here, I have a little brother. He was playing drums. He's back there. His name's Zach. We were playing foosball, right? It was an intense game. And he was talking that mess, and I didn't like it. So he beat me. I got really mad, and then I body slammed him, all right? 
I, I did it. I feel bad, but I did it. And it was kind of funny after the fact. Now we can look back. It's probably 10 years ago, so we can look back and laugh. But in the moment, I, that fool saw red. I thought I was going to die. But the point of that story is my physical choice had a spiritual implication. Right? Moses talks all about in this scripture choosing life or death. What does he mean by choosing life? Choosing life was following the law, following the Ten Commandments, following God was choosing life. Following other idols and all these different things that were going around in the time was choosing death. It was a spiritual battle, but it was also a physical battle. They had to physically choose to follow one or the other. Right in that time, (laughs) I chose death. (laughs) Not literally. I didn't try and kill him. Okay, chill, guys. But... My spiritual decision in that moment was not something that was life-giving. A life-giving choice in that moment would have been like, Zach, you know what? You beat me. Great job, dude. But the, the, the death was to body slam him, right? That didn't make the situation any better. Another example in a more serious scenario. We'll, we'll bring it in right here. Um, a couple years ago, I got in a situation where somebody hurt me. I was wronged, right? And I felt like that. It hurt. Somebody did something to me that I didn't feel like I deserved, right? And then some time passed. I I was fine. Time passed. And all of a sudden, that person is back. And now we're talking again. And they apologized. And, like, all these things are different. Um, But at that moment, I had a choice to make. I could choose death and be a jerk. And it would have been in this world, justified. Or I could choose life, and I could forgive that person for wronging me. My physical, verbal response was an insight into the spiritual choice I had to make. The choice that I would make in my outward expression would reveal what was truly inside of me. Right? The, the choices that we make in our day, daily lives that are physical, outward choices, reveal, reveal spiritual realities inside of us, whether we like it or not, whether it's good or bad. So I had a choice. Was I going to choose life or death? And my physical choice, my verbal choice, had a spiritual consequence. So what does it mean to choose life? You're saying choose life. The name of this whole message is choose life. What does that mean? Choosing life means making the difficult decision to lay down our preferences and act in the character of Jesus. Moses says in our text in verse 16, he says, Love the Lord your God, walk in obedience to him, and keep his commands. What Moses is referencing here, keep his laws and degrees and commands and all this stuff, is the Ten Commandments. That was the law, right? So Moses is saying, keep these things, but we're all thinking, Jesus came, right? So why does that matter to us? Why are you preaching about this thing that was, Jesus is here, dog. We don't care, right? Here's Here's the cool part. Jesus says when he's speaking to the Pharisees that the greatest commandment in the law was to love your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And there's a second command that is equally important. Does anybody know what it is? Nice. Love your neighbor as yourself. I know, I heard you. 
So the cool part, the cool part of that is Jesus' second commandment that is equally important to loving God encapsulate, encapsulates the, all the Ten Commandments. So why does this matter to us today? Because Jesus still believes it. The cool part about loving, loving God first is the first five commandments are good. Keep the Sabbath. Um, all of these, these first five, they're good. And the last five are all covered in loving others. If I'm loving others as Jesus would love others, it's impossible for me to kill somebody. It's impossible for me to commit adultery. It's impossible for me to steal. It's impossible for me to bear a false witness, to covet others, be jealous. All those things are covered in just loving others. So what Jesus was really saying is he was renewing the Ten Commandments and making it super easy. You just got to do two of these things, and it'll cover all of them. So that's why it's important to us. We still have a choice. The choice is a little different. We don't have to do these crazy sacrifices and do these crazy things that are physical, like kill an animal and put it on an altar. But the sacrifice isn't any easier now. It still involves our lives, right? It involves our choices. And we have a choice to make. Choose life or choose death. Choosing life means loving God above all else and loving our neighbors as ourselves. So how do we do that? How do we do that, right? Real, real easy in, in principle, really hard in practice. You want to hear the answer? Choose Jesus. Choosing Jesus is choosing life. Moses said it long before Jesus ever came to earth. We have a choice to make. We can either live a life in obedience to God or live a life in disobedience to God. It, it's pretty black and white. The result is the same as it was in Moses' time. It's either spiritual death or spiritual life. Tonight I make the same plea to you as Moses did to the Israelites. Choose life. Choose life. Choose Jesus. It's the best decision you'll ever make in your life. Will it be the easiest? Not by a long shot. There's times where it's going to be hard, right? But it is the most rewarding choice you'll ever make. Jesus says in John uh, fourteen six, while talking to the disciples, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. Jesus equals life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus, life. <laughs> so choose Jesus. Choose life. An example of how we can choose life can be as simple as being positive, right? Choosing to look at things in a positive life, light. I have an example for you. You guys, some of the people in here will remember this person. Some will not. Never met him. But I have a friend. His name is Brian Walsh. Yep, B. Walsh, baby. He is, no matter what, the most positive person I've ever met in my life. I have not once in my life seen Brian in a bad mood. Not once. And I, I mean that genuinely. I've known him for probably six years now, maybe more, and I have never once seen him in a bad mood or anything. Why is that? 
because he wakes up every single day and he chooses Jesus. He chooses life. He chooses to live his life oriented in a way where whatever happens to me, I mean, it's whatever. I got Jesus. That's all I need. So I'll be happy and I'll rejoice in it. And I'm not saying that we all need to strive and conceal our feelings and not let anybody see us um, struggle or go through these things. But what I am saying is we could all, myself included, strive to be a little bit more, more like that, a little bit more positive. We could all strive to choose life a little bit more. Another example, we can all encourage our friends. Super simple, right? We all just went back to school. Life's hard in school. I'm in school. And I work a full-time job. It's not easy. It makes for a lot of late nights, a lot of homework assignments that are turned in at 11.58 when they're due at 11.59, right? We all, we all can encourage our friends and not tear them down. We can champion those around us. It's not all about us, right? Choose life. Everyone in here is back at school and we have some tough choices to make. Are we going to choose life at school? Are we going to choose to build each other up? Are we going to choose to pursue Jesus while we're at school? Not just while we're at youth group? Or are we going to pursue death? And what I'm saying here is not literal death. I hope you've gathered that by now. But it's a metaphor for our spiritual lives, right? Because that's a very, a very real reality. Spiritual life and spiritual death. Here's the thing. Nobody else can make the choice for you. Your parents who have been a Christian their whole lives can't make the choice for you. Pastor Brett, Pastor Danielle, they can't make the choice for you. Me, any of the leaders in here, we can't make the choice for you. We could read the scripture, we could read the Bible and show you that it's a good choice. <laughs> but nobody can make it for us right? Um, so tonight we're going to do a little uh, things a little bit different. You, uh, the band can come on up now and don't get distracted while they're coming up. I'm gonna, I still got a few things to say, but they can come on up and just kind of get ready. Um, but as I close tonight, I just want to, I want us all to contemplate one thought. It's really, in theory, pretty simple for all of us to allow God to be our Savior, right? He did all the work. He went to the cross for us. He died for us. He did all these things for us. All we have to do is believe in Jesus, confess with our tongue that Jesus is Lord. It's really that simple, right? In practice, I know it's much harder. It's much harder to live a life devoted to Jesus and choose life every single day. Sometimes I need to pick up my cross. Sometimes I will suffer. But hey, I would rather suffer with Jesus through the storm on the boat than be on land without Jesus. Allowing Jesus to be the Lord of my life means choosing him to the best of my ability. We all fail sometimes, right? I'm in the same boat as everyone in this room. It's not always about how many times you fail, though. It's about how many times you get back up. 
Proverbs 24, 16 says this. For the righteous fall seven times, but they rise again. But the wicked stumble when calamity strikes. All you got to do is get back up. Right? There's times in our lives where we all make choices that are not the best for us. Choices that lead to this spiritual death I've been talking about. We've all made those choices, myself included. But Jesus offers us a better way. Jesus said, I know, I know it won't work sometimes, but I came for you. I died for you. I died in your place so that you can get up eight times. You can get up ten times. You can get up 20 times. You can get up a million times. Right? There's always another chance. And Jesus always wants to give us another chance. It's on us to give him, give him the reins, give him the chance. Right? We have a choice to make. That's not an easy choice, but it's an important choice. Choose life. Choose life. I'll tell you from experience, it's a lot easier. <laughs> In the sense that it's a lot more rewarding. It may not be literally easier. There's times where you're going to go through it. Right? But like I said, man, I'd rather go through that storm in the boat with Jesus than be on land nowhere near him. So as I come to a close tonight, we can all kind of stand. And I just felt really, really impressed tonight um, to, to just end in worship. I don't know what it was. I just had this, this tug on my heart that we were just supposed to worship God. We were just supposed to praise. Just for giving us the choice. <laughs> right? He was so gracious to us. We should show that, that we appreciate that a little bit. Right? So what are we going to do this week? We're going to go out into our lives, and every single day we're going to wake up, and we're going to choose life. We're going to choose Jesus. That's, all, that's what we're going to do, right? Choose Jesus. Through the hard times, choose Jesus. I find myself saying that to myself 20 million times a day. Something really crappy happens. Choose Jesus. You know what? I'll buckle down. Choose Jesus. In the choices that I make, somebody's rude to me. Oh, choose Jesus. Brett knows this about me. If somebody cuts me off in traffic, it's over. Choose Jesus. Choose Jesus, right? Choice is ours. So worship team, if you just kind of want to take it away, uh, we'll just go into a little bit of time of worship. And take your time. If you want to sing that song twice, man, I don't care. (laughs) 